0: Some trials may come from day to day.
1: Light show up. I... Or across the sky to shield the sun and hide its light,
0: but soon they will fall,
1: and it won't be long till Christ will shine his light so I'll With there'll be no wind. You know what's singing with this? soul. He was bound straight for a devil's hell. Oh, but then she met, oh she met the master. And he told, and it's going to be alright, of all of her sin. He said, hey, if you just drink this water, I tell you, you'll never, you'll never They're bright I praise him day and night In how he changed me so Praise God. It's him. It's him. It's him alone. Praise God. You know, I've been
0: a a child in church, and I heard about the water, walking on the water. But praying this morning, he just showed showed me a different look at it. He showed me that walking in the water, I can get up above and walk on the water.
1: Through Him, I have the power through Him. Through Him, I can go of all circumstances, all troubles, all problems. Through Him, I can walk up on top of the water. Through Him, praise God, there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power, there's power, praise God. He changes lives, He renews, He strengthens. Wow, glory, praise God. Woo, woo. Well, it's different now. Yes, it's different, since different now. Since Jesus saved my soul. Since Jesus my soul. Well, it's different now. Yes, it's different now. Since my And now it's different. different. Yes, it's. Oh, 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 so different now. Well, it's different now. Yes, it's different now. Since Jesus saved my soul. Since Jesus saved my soul.
2: And it washed away all is
3: What a powerful
0: in our Sunday school, if you've been in Sunday school, <clears throat> but I began this last week of looking at something, and uh, God began to talk to me in a real simple way. I have a simple message, a simple, and, and the not it's bad, it's not weak or anything, it's really the message to all of us, and I believe it's what God is trying to say to the people today because we live in a troubled time and there's not a one here that don't have a need. Everybody's got needs, haven't you? I don't know about anybody that don't have a need and I don't know about anybody that's not living in a country and in a time when the needs are being replaced. Everybody's got an idea of how to fix the problem. We got medicine uh you know, you can go back and find old remedies of how they used to do things. Uh, I think I was talking about that before. They slice an onion and put it in your sock before you go to bed. It'll help your cold. Well, that's a little different than going to the pharmacy and getting your medicine. Uh, they used to slice an onion and put it in the room of the kids when it's cold season because it would, it would soak, soak up all the germs in the room. And these little remedies that they used to have, they had a whole books of them, and, uh, and a lot of times in the country, people didn't live right next to the doctors. It was many miles away, and people did the old remedies, and they did a lot of things that worked. But I look today, and I look at how educated we are, and how um, technology, how much. Books are written on everything. So if you've got a problem, you can look in the books. they got them all over the place. And when I say that, I'm not saying that to criticize anybody. I'm not even criticizing the technology. But I want to tell you what God put on my heart, and that is this. If your dependency and if your need is met by anything but going to him, you're finding yourself on the secondary you're not on him he wants you to trust him he wants you that have a need which is every one of us god's people have a need god established this with his people israel from the beginning and he's not changed one ounce everything goes through god your life goes through god your your uh, answer to your need is through god even what Jane was talking about, he provided a Savior. He provide all things go through the blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. All things, anything that we need. Now listen to me. It's not always your want, but it's your need. And if you don't, and I, I've said this before, I got to a place sometimes where I would look at my my kids, and I I would think they'd rather go to the computer than come to dad. They'd rather go to look up somebody else's ideal. And I think to myself, I'm I'm probably portrayed myself dumb enough that they probably figured I didn't know anything about it. So, uh, and probably was a lot of truth. But I still wanted them to ask me, you know. I either tell them, uh, you know, like that commercial, well, if, if I don't know the answer, you don't need it. But the real truth is, the real truth is God is God. And he ain't going to take back seat to nobody. And he wants you to hear that you need him. The biggest problem in America today and in our world today, as people have drawn away from trusting and depending and needing God, they don't need him no more. Think about it. How much during the week do you stop and say, Lord, I got to pray about this. Because I don't know what to do. No, we get on the computer and ask the computer how to work it. We ask somebody else that's educated, somebody else that's got the answer. i want to tell you, God wants you to come to him. God's wanting every one of us to have a need for him. And that's what's going on. And I want to start in Deuteronomy. I'm going to turn to the second. I'm just going to read one verse in the second chapter of Deuteronomy, but I want you to hear this. It says, For the Lord, this is Moses talking to the the children of it's going to go into the promised land. But he says, The Lord thy God hath blessed thee. Listen to what he's saying. In all the works of thy hand, he knows thy walking through the great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee, Listen, and thou hast lacked nothing. How many knows if you're lacking something, it's not God's fault? If you're lacking in your life, guess what? You need to turn to Him. You need to talk to Him about it. You say, well, my job ain't paying me enough. My boss gave somebody else a raise. Why Why don't you pray about it? Because I promise you God can move mountains. God can take care of his own, and he always has wanted to take care of his own, but his own won't look to him. They want to look at somewhere else. Now, don't don't raise your hand because we're all guilty. You know, we're all guilty of looking somewhere else sometimes instead of calling upon God. I'm not trying to condemn nobody, but I want to get on this message because it's important to us today. And I want you to turn, if you can, to the 78th chapter of Psalms. I'm going to read about four or five verses there, five or six verses. But I want you to hear the 78th Psalm. And look at verse 19. Starting at verse uh, 19, it says, Yea, they spake against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? How many know he's talking about when the children of Israel was in the wilderness? Listen to this. It says they spoke against God. Now, who delivered them out of Egypt's hand? Who brought them to the place where they was at? Who's the one that parted the Red Sea? Who's the one that took care of them? It says here, they spake against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed, can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Sometimes we do God the same way. Well, God, I know you blessed my life. You gave me that wonderful wife, but Lord, you need to straighten her out. (laughs) And I need to get me a book on it. And I need to figure out what somebody else's best opinion is. No, you know what? What God's given you in your life from your wife, your children, your husband, guess what? God's put it in your life for you to deal with it because God's got a plan for you and he wants you to grow and he wants you to learn and he wants you to get off of your plan and get on his plan. And if God gave you, my my dad said, he gave him seven kids. Well, you know what? Some people say that's way too many. Two's too many. But can I tell you something, when God gave him seven kids, he was accountable to every one of them. There wasn't a one of them that he would throw away. He made up his mind, God, you gave them to me, you counted me responsible. Mom, Dad, he counted you responsible. He gave you what you, don't plan your life away from what God has given you. Put your heart into it. I ain't talking about buying them stuff. I'm I'm talking about teaching them about God. If they don't see you trusting God, they ain't going to trust God. If they see you running after every answer outside of God, they're not going to think, well, I pray about it. And I'm telling you, that starts as soon as they walk out of your house. They need to learn to trust God. They need to learn to pray about every job they take, every girlfriend they got, every boyfriend they got, every every workplace they work. They need to pray about it. They need to pray about where they live. They need to pray about the friends they allow around them. You know it, Mom and Dad. You had to do that separation one time, God, as, as God deals with you, you begin to say, I have to be sanctified, set apart from some things in my life. God's trying to deal with their young today that way. And if they'll be willing, don't listen Listen to me. You don't have to make the mistakes moms and dads made. You can walk right through this, and you can say, I made up my mind. I'm going to put God first. And I love, I might like this guy. I might might date this guy I might do whatever but still I look to God for all things he goes on to say verse 21 therefore the Lord heard this he heard that they was questioning can God give us bread can he provide flesh therefore the Lord heard this and was uh, wroth or angry so he fire so a fire was kindled against Jacob. And anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in His salvation. Though He had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven, and He had rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow the heaven and by the power he brought forth the south wind and he caused and he rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls remember the quail like as the sand of the sea and let, and let and he let it fall in the midst of their camp how many knows he went all the way out in the wilderness and he brought the wind and brought the flesh? Because why? They were whining because they, all they had was this bread that fell from heaven. God had given them the rock. He had All they had to do is, is speak to the rock or, or strike the rock and the rock brought water. Everything that they needed, God is showing them that I'll supply. But yet we still turn and say, God, I don't know. If I, if I need to go find me a better way to do it. No, you're going to find yourself as a child before God all the way to the, uh, whatever age you are. I'm a child before God and I must depend upon him. I need him. How many knows he wants to hear that? He wants to hear that from your voice. I need him. And when you get off needing him and you can fill your life with all of these material things and you think you got it made and you got the wisdom to take care of it all, guess what? You're putting your faith and your hope in the wrong thing. You have to learn to say, Lord, I surrender it all every day. Whatever you bless me with today, I still give it to you, Lord. It still belongs to you. You're first in my life. rained on their camp round about the habitation. So they did eat and were all filled, for he gave them their own desires. Turn to 32 of Deuteronomy. Back to Deuteronomy, but I want you to turn to chapter 32. I want to read something. How many knows God didn't just call Israel? God didn't just deliver them from the hands of Egypt. God done all the miraculous things to deliver them from it, but then he took them out in the wilderness and took care of them. You know what? I don't like to go to the wilderness for a vacation. Do you? You want to go out there where there's no water? You want to go out there where there's no food, no restaurants, no nothing, and just say, well, I'll wander around here for a few few days. God wants me to run around here and just, just pray and talk to him. You know what? You'll find yourself praying and crying, oh, Lord, I just want simple water. Just give me some clean water. You'll be crying out to God. We have got to where our dependency has turned away from trusting God. I'm not trying to keep saying that to condemn you. I'm trying to get your mind off of what you're, whatever you're thinking and say to yourself, you know what? You have all the money in the bank, but can I tell you, if God calls you tomorrow, you're gone and somebody will argue about that money. It won't be you. They won't care what you thought about what it ought to do. You're depending on something that ain't gonna they're talking about taking away our cash anyway. You know, I ain't never got into the computer of running money. I ain't never got I don't really like charge cards or anything. I rather use cash. So I won't have a hard time leaving here. Because I don't know how to handle that stuff. I don't like five ways. For the money to go out or five ways to charge it, I like one way. I can I can manage one way. I can't manage all them other ways. I'll be broke somewhere. There'll be a hole in one of those lanes where the money ran out. I know. A lot of you are a lot smarter and I know you can handle all that. I'm not griping at you. Deuteronomy 32, I want you to look at verse 7. Listen to what Moses says to the people again. This is right at the end of Moses' time when Joshua's getting ready to take over. It says, remember the days of old. Consider the years, verse 7, Deuteronomy 32, 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Listen, ask thy father. Uh-oh. Boys, Timmy and David, I'm your father. Ask your father every once in a while. Even if he's dumb as a rock and you just walk out and say, well, that was a stupid, stupid answer. It's all right. Ask me anyway. Because this says, ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee. It's okay to have somebody over you that's been through the, uh, the war. They've already been through the battle. They've learned to put their hand in his and trust him in everything they're doing. They've learned their money ain't going to supply it. Their children ain't going to supply it. My health ain't going to supply it. My wisdom ain't going to supply it. All these other things ain't going to do it. My trust has got to be in him. How many? here's what I'm saying. He's warning them. What's he warning them? He said, go and ask your fathers. They'll tell you. Go ask the elders. They'll tell you, trust me. But he goes on to say, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam and he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel, for the Lord's portion is his people. Uh Uh-oh. You mean I'm God's portion? Me and you are God's portion? You mean he thinks that much of us? Sometimes I think we don't think enough of him. Because he thinks of us all the time. He's trying to provide for you, whether you know it or not. If you lose a job, God's got a better job for you, Christian. If you lose a loved one, God's going to keep you and make you hungrier to go home, to be with them. God knows everything about you. There's not a thing happening in your mind, in your heart. You ain't sad enough. That God don't weep for you and and holds his arms and puts them around you and holds on to you. I want you to see today how much he cares about you. It was said already. uh, Connie or somebody mentioned it. Peter said it. The Lord cares. Cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. I don't know about you, but if you're a Christian, that rings. That rings from way back when it was written. It rings right out through your heart. You mean God cares for me? Yes, he cares. Okay. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste, howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. How many of you knows God put his put his eye upon Israel, and he said, "That's my people." And yeah, you talking about. You can read after Israel. Just read after Jacob and his twelve sons. And I can tell you right now, you're talking about a messed up family. You think you got a messed up family. Jacob had his hands full, but guess what? God had his eye on them. God was trying his best to work with them, and he did work with them. And he's still working with them. Verse 11, and as an eagle, listen to this, and as an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them on her wings, so the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. Let me tell you something, I don't know what you're thinking, This ain't talking about him carrying no idol along with him, but sometimes today we carry things that takes God's place. And we depend on it more than we depend on God. I mean, here's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to pick at your computer. I'm not trying to pick at your your, quick draw iPad or, or whatever it is. But I'm going to tell you something. The answer still, talk to him. The answer still, find out what God says about it. Because I'm going to tell you something. You need him more than you need anything you've got with you. You can have a million dollars in your pocket carrying it around here. But I'm going to tell you something, you don't need that way like you need him. Okay, verse 13. He made him ride on the high places of the earth. Christian, that ought to be you. Dran, God lets us walk a higher place than we ever deserved. He lets us walk with him. I, I heard that message that Brother Vaughn they brought out not too long ago. They brought out a message, somebody put it out on a, on a thing, and it was Brother Bond preaching about riding the high rail. And he was talking about a train, that's what kind of caught my eye. He, cut, he started preaching about a train He was a, back when he was younger. But he said they put that rock and they build that rail up higher, and here that train gets up and it rides the high rail. Well, that's what happens with you when God saves you. Don't you know he makes you happy? I feel like sometimes I'm just cruising around past people. They got all kinds of problems. I got them too. But I'm still happy. I'm still riding the high rail. Not because I'm not, not all my problems are gone. But I come into the house of God and they begin to sing that I can trust him. And I know I can trust him. See, Christian, that's why we still gather together. That's why we need each other. God put us together. Ride the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of a rock and oil out of a flinty rock. Well, that sucking honey out of a rock, I read somewhere, it talked about the bees would uh, make hives inside the holes in the rocks and the cliffs. And that's what they talked about getting the honey out of the rock. And then I read where on this oil, the flinty rock is talking about olive. Little olive trees would grow up in the crevices of these rocks also. There would be rocks, rocky hillsides. And, and yet these little olive trees would grow up. So they would get oil from those olive trees. Then he says, butter of kind, which is a cow, cattle, butter of cattle, and milk of sheep, and fat of lambs, and rams with a breed of, of Bashan, and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And thou didst drink the pure blood of the grapes. How many knows God supplied all of those things? He supplied it for his people. Is God too short to supply your needs? Are you having a problem with something? Give it to God. I tell you, give it to God. Learn to give it to God. I know sometimes I don't want to, you know, Pop said it himself. I don't want to go back to having to get up in the middle of the morning to go out in the outhouse to go to the bathroom. I'm glad we got indoor plumbing. I'm glad we got some modern things. I don't want to go backwards. You know? But I know this. They trusted God then. We need to trust God now. And I don't care how convenient you got it. You still need him. Okay. The next chapter 33, there's one verse there I want to read. It says in verse 27, The eternal God is thy refuge. Listen to this. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He's not only your refuge. That means he's what you hide in. But listen to me. He puts his arm up under you, and he holds you up. You know, all other ground is sinking sand. But he's the rock. And he holds us up. How many knows we ought to depend on him? Don't you know he supports you? You know, you think your life's a mess and, oh, I messed it up and, and God can never fix this. No, God's saying, trust me. I put my arm on you and I'll carry you and I'll take care of you. And no matter how bad it gets, you'll see a better day coming if you'll trust me. You'll see it come to pass because I know how to take care of my own. He says, Underneath are everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall destroy them. First Kings verse six, one verse. First Kings seventeen, verse six. You've heard this story. It's the ravens brought him bread and flesh. In the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. How many knows Elijah took his stand against Ahab, and guess what he did? He went and laid by a brook, and God had the birds to bring him his food. Oh, you think that's, that's too big of a miracle. I can't wait on the bird to bring my food, you know? We got to call the Uber guy, or whatever he calls his name, <laughs> to bring us our food. But how many knows God, if if you take your stand with God, God's going to supply your needs. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Don't be ashamed to take take your stand with him. On down in that 16th verse of the same chapter, it says, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Elijah said, if you'll make me a cake, when he went to that little widow woman, you make me a cake. I'm the prophet that come to you, and I'm telling you, I come to you, make me a cake first. And when she went and made a cake, she just had enough for her and her one son, but she went and made a cake for him first. And I want to tell you something, the the barrel of meal never stopped supplying meal. Guess who supplied it? God supplied it. Ain't that pretty simple? Don't you think God's trying to tell us something? I'm sure he's telling every one of us something. Don't look at this generation and think, oh, well, we're way far away from way back then. We don't trust that way. Yes, we need to keep trusting in the very one that's still alive and well. He sent Elijah to that woman. How many knows he blessed that woman because she received the prophet? She received the prophet's reward. Praise God. Trust Him. Stand behind when you see somebody living for God. Get around them and hang around them. Let them wear off on you. Yeah, there's going to be some separation. There's going to be some sanctifying going on in your life. God's going to separate some things. He's going to say, you know what? You need to spend more time over here with those people that love God or or that this person that I sent you to than you do to running after friends that you may find yourself in trouble later down the road. I don't care what you're, I, I, I got friends who, I like, I used to love play softball. I love, used to love watch softball. I used to love do a lot of it, and I still love it. It's not, but I had to choose. One day, I had to make a choice, God. I can't got time to spend all my days at the ball field watching somebody else do something. I need to be doing something myself. And the more I study God's word, the more he fills me up with doing something for him. Doing something that means something. And then if I go to the ball game, guess what? I know why I'm there. You know, you guys know, So a lot of you out there when Larry would say, you know, let's go over and pray with them guys. No, you know, we we would pray at the game. If we was praying with our own, we'd say, okay, thank you, Lord. Take care of us, take care of us all. Now let's go beat them. Let's go beat them with all we can. Let's draw blood. But when you get together, women, you pray, you're a lot nicer. You pray right. And Larry wanted to pray before the game and after the game. Because he wanted to know. He wanted them to know it wasn't about the game. It wasn't about the game. It was about the love of God. Love of God that changes the heart. Don't you want everybody to get their heart changed and fall in love with him? Wouldn't you love it when you think about getting getting before the throne of God when Jesus takes that scroll out of his hand and they begin to worship him? And they begin to worship and the four and twenty elders fall on their face and they begin to worship. Don't you want to be there? I want everybody to be there. I want them to be there because Jesus deserves the praise. Second Chronicles. I know I'm reading a couple places but I'm, I'm trying to get through it real quick. 2 Chronicles verse, or chapter 20 Just three verses. Verse 15. I'll tell you a little bit before I I read this. Moabites and the Ammonites and the people from Mount Seir tried to come against Judah and Israel. Come against Jerusalem. They decided they were going to come against them. And King Jehoshaphat, being a good king, what did he do? He went to his knees and began to pray. Praise God. See, you got troubles? Go to your knees and pray. You pray and God will send an answer. Listen to what I'm telling you. You pray expecting God to move and he will move for you. He See, he meets all of our needs. But listen to verse 15. And he said, hearken ye, all Judah and you inhabitants. This is an a man that was uh, there when they were praying, and he, uh, it says, the Spirit of the Lord came on. His name was Jehaziel. But the Spirit of the Lord came, and he got the answer to give to Jehoshaphat. So here he says, and he said, Hearken ye, O Judah, and you Jerusalem, o, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you. Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle's not yours but God's. Well, we've heard that. Ain't that nice? God's going to fight my battle for me. Now, God don't always step in there and just let you be a sightseer. Sometimes he's got you in the battle. Sometimes he's got things fighting against you. But God will take care of you. Either way, God will to take care But here he's telling King Jehoshaphat, yeah, you're outnumbered. These three different tribes of people have come against you, but you don't have to worry about it. You called on to me, and I'm going to take care of it. So verse 16 says, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul, look at verse 17, and you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, Christian, set yourself, stand ye still. Sometimes God just says, be still. Sometimes he says, don't replace your cry to me with a cry for something else. Don't look for the answer somewhere else. When you've cried to me, believe me that I'm going to move. See, we turn our mind to other things. It says, you shall not fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The Lord fought the battle for his people. If you read below that, guess what you find out? This Moab and the Ammonites decided they're going to go down and attack. What do they do? They get mixed up and they start attacking the other tribe. And they start killing them. And when, by the time Israel or Judah and Jerusalem figures out what's going on, they go down there, all they see is a bunch of dead bodies laying everywhere. How many knows God fought the battle for them? He confused the enemy. See, we got enemy that will come against you, and he'll scare you to death if you let him. But pray to God. Trust it in God's hands. Praise God. Psalm 37, 25, one verse. I have been young, and now I am old. Listen to David. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Ain't that beautiful? See, God supplies. David knew God supplied. He's the one that wrote the 23rd Psalm we talked about last week. Lord's my shepherd. I sent out one. He takes care of me. He will supply whatever I need. Christian, are you trusting God today? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you need him today? Because if you don't cry out in the need to him, you're not going to hear from him. He knows you're depending on something else. Boy, if I get that raise, I'll have enough money to do what I want to do. You know what? God's liable to, you know, uh, we just got our taxes jacked up on our house. And then they sent us a thing saying we're getting a big break. And I thought, man, what kind of break is that? They raise it, and then they tell you you're getting a break. I, I call that a con job, but, you know. <laughs> but how many knows? Easy come, easy go. A lot of that stuff, you put your whole trust in getting a few dollars more, and they'll take it back away from you. Yeah. Or you get you get a few dollars more, and you think, man, let's just go eat. We'll go out and eat, and then will come back, and the refrigerator dies. <laughs> and then you're stuck again. Now I'm broke again. It happens. It happens to every one of us. Sometimes I think God just smiles at us. Are you trusting that big raise or are you trusting me? Do you really know that I'm the one that takes care of you? Do you know that I'm the one that supplies you with that healthy baby? Do you know that I'm the one that when you cried out, I heard you when you was crying out. I heard you when you were in your deepest, darkest worry. I knew what you was crying about. And I took care of you. And I supplied your need. Listen to me. All of us, we have to come back to where we need God. I wanted to read to you the 121st Psalm, but I'm not going to. You read it later, if you will. It's only eight verses. It talks about, look to the Lord for all things. He's our helper and our keeper. But Isaiah 41.10, Connie, you mentioned this. Isaiah 41.10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, again, listen to me, I will uphold thee. How many sometimes we just need upheld, don't we? Lord, I just need you to help me get up. I need you to help me lift up my spirit and have hope in me. Liz, have hope. I got to have my hope. I can't run around in doubts and fears all the time. Lord, uphold me. Pick me up. Let me know you're still with me, Lord. I just need to feel your presence. God answers personal prayers. You can be praying about something and come, and you'll even find sometimes a little child will say it. But God's bringing you an answer. Because God knows what you've been crying. Nobody loves me like Jesus. Philippians 4.19, this is the big scripture that fit everything I said today. It said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. If you're a server of the Lord, is Christ in your life? Are you born again? Like she said, are you born again? Do you know you're trusting him? He will supply all your needs. Amen. According to his riches and glory. He don't always give us what we want, but he always gives us what we need. Sometimes I've had hard times in my life, troubled times. Bad things going on at my work. People that didn't like me. I don't know why. They just didn't like me. I had a guy that was used to call us out on trains. And he told other guys, who does Pruitt think he is trying to get off on Sunday? I'll make sure he's the one that has to work. And I thought I would never spoke to the guy. But he would see me trying to always, I'd switch a shift and try to get on another job so I could get off on Sunday to go to church. This guy's seen me doing it. He just decided he's going to come against me. And I, oh, I actually went to the tower and I was going to climb in the steps. And God said, leave it alone what? God took care of me. God took care of me. He didn't have no power. He had a lot of bark, but he didn't have no bite. God knows what you're going through. Enemies enemy's going to fight you through this life. You're going to get fearful of sickness. You're going to get fearful of, of COVID. You're going to get fearful of everything. That's this flesh fight. But turn to him. Lord, I need you again. See, that has got to be a part of our prayer every day. Lord, I need you again. I don't know what my tomorrow is, but I need you again. Prepare me, Lord. Make me the sanctuary I need to be. After all these scriptures, and i got more written down here. I'm not going to read them, but I'm going to read one little one. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Think about this. If God's for you, who can be against you? What enemy is there that can rise up and stop you if God wants you to move forward? Praise God. I don't know about you, but that thrills me. That thrills me. If God be for me who can be against me it ain't me it's him it's him in us but if we'll walk with him and talk with him trust him he's for us how many knows he's for the church he's for the end he's bringing it all around to where he's going to have a final day and he's going to destroy this world and what, what's going on the judgment's going to come but he's got a people that he wants to show that I just trust God I had a cousin ask me one time he'd went and seen somebody we knew that was dying and he called me up and he said he when I went to see him he was just sitting on the porch like he's waiting on a bus and they told him he wouldn't live a day or two said he just smiled and laughed and he asked me on the phone my cousin did he said I don't understand that he's dying he has no hope what's he so happy about and I told him I said you gotta understand he knows where he's going and he's already put his arms in his arms of Jesus and he knows when he comes it's gonna be a better day He'd already lived his life for Jesus. That's where every one of us had to come. Well, he is our dependent. We depended on him. This little song come to me this morning. I'm sorry. It goes, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour. I need Thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to Thee. Oh, I need Thee. Oh, I need Thee. Savior, for I come to Thee. Have you let him know, Lord, I need you? Is it coming out of your heart, God? I know I need you. I'm crying inside, Lord, I need you. More than I've trusted you yesterday, I need you, Lord. God speaking to somebody about this. I don't know why. Connie, it was in our Sunday school. I didn't realize it. But when you got on it, I just sat back and smiled because you preached my message before I ever got here. We have a need, and his name is Jesus. He will take care of all things. Put your life in his hands. Put your life, your wife, your children, your friends, your future, everything put it in his hand he will take care of you he knows how to meet your need praise god while they sing everybody stand if you will anyone likes to come and pray needs to come and pray or if you just need to lift your hands and tell him lord i'm going to need you i need you today and i need you to be in the center of my life i surrender come to him while you got the chance while you have the opportunity while he's speaking to hearts